Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Truly, truly appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You'll be good to go. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster, and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great headlines to get to today. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Is there a better way to cheat at chess than using vibrating anal beads? Nope, nope, no, there isn't. No. <laughs> and that's what this individual is being accused of. It was round three of some tournament in St. Louis. Magnus Carlsen, he's 31 years old, a chess grandmaster from Norway. He is the top shit when it comes to chess. He was playing against this kid named Hans Nyman. He's 19. He's a chess prodigy originally from San Francisco. Well, apparently... Hans, Hans, Bobby, uh, he beat Magnus and people are saying that it's impossible that he beat him. And there are some people, multiple people accusing him of using vibrating anal beads. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. <laughs> why? I just don't get why if First of all, let's assume that he's cheating. I don't I've never been to the point where I'm like I have to cheat. I have to cheat to win. Maybe if it's like against my wife in like Yahtzee or something, I'll write down something else. I've I've maybe done that once and I still end up losing cuz I suck at games. But to go to this extent you're in a tournament and then you're like the only way I can win is by sticking vibrating anal beads up my butt. I just I I don't see how you get to that point. Eventually, you're going to get found out if you're if you're cheating. So I, I just I think it's ridiculous. Although it would be hilarious if this is the ends up to being true that he ends up being found out to be a cheater and using vibrating anal beads. And I would be upset if I found out that he did not end up getting a deal, an endorsement deal with some sort of vibrating anal beads uh, company out there. You know, I'd be upset if he didn't get a deal. I would be upset if I didn't find out that he had this meeting where there's this guy in the back of the, the room, the dark room, smoking a cigar going, I like your spunk, kid. Your charisma. You got guts. And I like it. I like it a lot. He's smoking a cigar, so he takes a lot of puffs. And then he's like, how about this? I'm throwing it at you. Let me know your thoughts. Anal beads. Vibrate. Your face on the box. Boom. What do you say? The kid's like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> we haven't discussed money yet. It, it, it's just a little bit of a, a joke. Uh, come on, man. If if you suck, just admit you suck or get better. Don't cheat because eventually you're going to get found out. So if he if it comes to, to light that he's cheating, I mean, he, he's a disgrace and he'll forever be a cheater. But if they never do... Because like the guy ended up, the, the kid that won, he ended up backing out and didn't want to continue playing. And so it's just like, so you're you're making it look like you're a cheater. So continue to play, continue to beat people. It, it looks more and more like the guy's cheating. But anyway, a nursing home in Taiwan hired a stripper to entertain the seniors that were in wheelchairs. 
And a lot of people are pissed off. I got to be honest. I don't see what the big deal is. These individuals are like in their upper 90s and they're just, they see the same boring shit all day. It's either staring at a cup full of pills or staring at a wall or staring at a plant or watching Judge Judy or some shit on TV. Life's fucking boring for the, some of these people. And then now they the the nursing home is just like, let's get strippers. And then all the guys are just like, finally, they read the suggestion box. <laughs> They're like, God damn it, yeah, I'm going to get rock hard tonight. Anyway, so, <laughs> so a lot of people are upset about it, saying it's disgusting and disgraceful, distasteful. All, any way you can describe it, people are upset. This is what the nursing home said. The event's goal was to amuse and please the residents. We sincerely regret the offense that was committed. Guys, oh my God. Wait, hold on. It's breaking news. Oh my God. Breaking news. This just in. Apparently, people like sex. People like sex. Yeah, come on. Let's stop pretending that they don't. Jesus, guys, there's so many uptight people in this world. Oh, my God. Oh, the old man was touching her boobies. Well, good for him. Okay? The stripper got paid very well on this. Okay? She did. Quit fucking being so uptight. And if I'm 90 years old and I'm all by myself, I have no family around me, and all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, a nursing home that I'm stuck in drops off a stripper... Fuck yeah, I'm going to be excited. I am. (laughs) So get the fuck over it. How do you think babies are made? Sex. Quit being so uptight about it. Jesus. Merriam-Webster Dictionary added 370 new words, and some of these annoy the shit out of me. But some of them I'm excited about. This one annoys me. My son says it all the time. Still don't think he's using it really correctly, but he says yeet. So Y-E-E-T. It's used to express surprise, approval, or excited enthusiasm. So he'll just be like, yeet. I'm like, okay, fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Also janky, a very poor quality. I've heard that before. I've heard that quite a bit. That's like janky. I don't know where the fuck that originated from. Sus. Sus is short for suspicious or suspect. That one kind of annoys me. Just say suspicious. Oh, maybe maybe this was because somebody had a lisp or something. They're like, suspicious. So they're like, sus. And they're like, oh, God, you know, it's not as bad now that I say it if I just say sus. But if I say suspicious or suspect, then it's people just get upset. <laughs> and they're like, what? Did they notice I have a lisp? I'm sorry for anybody that has a lisp. But that's the first time I've actually done a lisp impression. So, yay me! <laughs> Adorkable. Oh, oh. That's socially awkward or quirky in a way that is endearing. I kind of like that. But if somebody called me adorkable, it better be a, a, a girl or a woman, I should say. A woman says, like, you're so adorkable. Be like, okay, fine. Fine. Okay. I have a darkable baller. Heard that one a lot. Excellent. Exciting. Extraordinary, especially in a way that is suggestive of a lavish lifestyle. MacGyver. I love this one. I have said this a lot 
through the years. I used to love that show to make, form, or repair something with what is conveniently on hand, MacGyver. And what's interesting is they use, this is a new word for the dictionary, but I guarantee you, like, the younger generation has no fucking clue who MacGyver is. And why they, have they, have they rebooted MacGyver? I bet they have. They just did a shit job of it. I don't know. I love that one. I, I use that all the time. Be like, I MacGyvered it. Pumpkin spice, a mixture of usually cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves, and often allspice that is commonly used in pumpkin pie. I just had a pumpkin latte the other day from Starbucks. It was actually delicious. I couldn't drink that on a daily basis, but it's fucking delicious. I, I, I got to say coffee or lattes or whatever with pumpkin spice are good. But that being said, there's like pumpkin spice, a lot of other shit, and I need to come up with a list. And maybe I'll have that for the next episode. Like, we're getting pumpkin spice too much on shit. And it's just kind of gross. Cringe. So embarrassing. Awkward. Etc. As to cause one to cringe. Or cringeworthy. That's a good one. We use, I think just about everybody uses that in, in some way. Be like, ooh, God, cringe. Ooh, ooh, sus, sus. Anyway. Got more headlines coming your way, including my take on the Broncos meltdown in Seattle. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this fall or this football season, they're going to give you $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. From a punter running out of the end zone to a plain old QB sack in the end zone worth two points. Root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Colorado app now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Usley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Did you hear? Orange and Blue have a new number three and a coach who can count to three. My predecessor believed that there would be no math with this job. Is this going to be great or what? Please join me every weekend at Denver's Best Football Bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches football. An upset neighbor taped bags of dog poop on the wall along with a note due to someone letting their dog poop in this lady's garden. (laughs) This is what the note said. To whom this may concern... This is your dog shit. I have a dog of my own and I use dog bags. Pick it up and take it home. Cameras are going up. It is a $1,000 fine. Also, if I find out where you live, I will post it through your letterbox. Stop your dog shitting in my flower beds. She got really Liam Neeson at the end. So I feel like that she... Let me see if I can do a Liam Neeson be like, hello, I don't know. Okay, ready? All right, this is going to be Liam Neeson responding to the lady. This is how she should have wrote it. Be like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a pooper scooper, I don't have one. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a long career of picking up dog poop. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you pick up your dog's poo, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will rub your nose in dog poop. <laughs> not a very good Liam Neeson. He has, he's more of an Irish. I don't know who you are. 
I don't know what you want. But if you're looking for a pooper scooper, I don't have one. But I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career of picking up dog poo. <laughs> skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you pick up your dog's poo, I'll be at the end of it. I will not look for you no more. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I'll find you and I'll rub your nose in the dog poop. <laughs> You're welcome. Woo! 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 Spot on Liam Neeson. Spot on. Spot on! <laughs> Twen- <laughs> I'm stupid. 27 people got inside a Mini Cooper to get a Guinness Book World Record for the most people in a Mini Cooper. These Guinness Book of World Record things are, are crazy. I saw one, the, the longest, was it churro? Something like that. I don't know what it was. A calzone or something like that. I'm like, come on, guys. We waste so much shit, waste people so much time. Like, how much time do you spend practicing getting 27 people in a Mini Cooper? That is impressive. I got to be honest. That is fucking impressive. But it's all fun and games until you realize Todd went to Taco Bell for lunch. And then next thing you know, you're like, all right, 25. (laughs) Oh, my God. We got two more people to get in. I can't breathe. Todd, you son of a bitch. I'm so sorry. I love the Chalupas at Taco Bell. (laughs) Uh, It smells like regret. smells like regret. It does. Hey, speaking of regret. This has been dominating the headlines here in Colorado. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. The Denver Broncos fell badly to the Seattle Seahawks. They They were coming back. They had an opportunity to win the game. They were down by one point. They were down 17 to 16, right? And they're charging down the field. They fuck up and lose some yards, but then they do a quick pass to Javante Williams and then they pick up some yardage. Anyway, we're going to jump on to Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Shannon Sharp on their broadcast of the event and kind of get the feel of what the fuck these guys were thinking as three Super Bowl champions. They look unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. What the? So you just burned 30 seconds to, to call a timeout? A lot of time wasted right there to call a timeout, Peyton. Yes. Right? Even now, if you even, if you get five yards, you still got two timeouts. But you gotta you gotta get some yardage. They're gonna kick it. They're gonna kick it. Kick so, what? Oh, they're gonna kick. They're kicking it right here. Kicking the field goal right here. Hold on. Oh. How far? Let me see how far this 62 is. Sixty-two yarder. Sixty-three yarder. What? No, it was 64, 64 yards. Now, let's hear from Russell Wilson. I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing, um, you know, and believe in everything. And, uh, you know, I, anytime you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we, I, think we, I, think, I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation, again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Oh, God. Okay, now here's Nathaniel Hackett the next day. You know, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Um, just not, not, you know, one of those things you look back at it and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. But in that situation, we had a plan. I mean, we had a plan. We knew that the 46 was the mark. Uh, we were third and 15, I think, third and 13. I'm more upset about that play before it to lose yards, to be able to, you know, Getting that there would have definitely uh, been better to be able to call that same play and get extra yards. But um, he dumps it out to Javante. Javante makes a move. 
goes a lot farther than I think we had anticipated. We were expecting to go for it on fourth down. And then you hit the mark, you know, the mark that we had all set before we started. We said uh, 46 yards, 46 yard line was where we wanted to be. And uh, we got there. So we had to make the decision if we wanted to give it to, uh, you know, Brandon. And we did. And it didn't work. Sucks. But hey, that's part of it. Now, I will say this. Brandon McManus's field goal was like three feet to the left to miss. He almost made this. We would not be having this conversation if Brandon McManus would have been able to get it three feet or four feet to to the right. Okay? He missed it, so now we hate him. If he would have made it, we've been like, whoa, what a fucking genius. You know, and then maybe some doubt of like, maybe we should have just gone for it. But here's the thing. I, I don't know why he would think that that was a good idea. There, Like Peyton said, even though he, they wasted 30 seconds to call a timeout, they wasted, they shit that away. It was fourth and five. They should have called a timeout immediately. They had three of them. You call a timeout. It's fourth and five. You got about 50 some seconds left to go. You convert. Because listen, all you need is five yards. And I say only need five yards, but you that's very obtainable. And the way the Broncos were charging down the field, they could have made that very easily. As long as they don't call a run play, I think that would have been a big mistake in that situation. But you, you do a play action, you either roll Russell out and he gets the five yards or do a quick dump off pass and get the, the first down. And then you make the decision, be like, we're a little bit closer now, and it's a little bit more obtainable for Brandon McManus to make the field goal. When I looked up Brandon McManus's stats on 60-yard-plus field goals, he's one for five. That's not earth-shattering, we got to kick it. And when he says that the, like their mark is the 46-yard line, he's saying that's where... McManus is comfortable enough to go say, yeah, that's in my range. He's a kicker that has a big leg. Of course, he's going to say, yeah, sure, coach. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, he he fucked up. He did. At the end of the day. Yes, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Nathaniel Hackett fucked up. Next time, Nathaniel Hackett, don't do that. And I'm sorry, Russell Wilson, you're you're sitting there going, I got coaches back and, and Nathaniel Hackett we trust. I get it. You're trying to be a, a, a team guy. But let's be honest. He fucked up. He did. I don't expect Nathaniel Hackett to make that dumb of a mistake again. I don't. I will be upset if he does. That all being said, that all being said, I was happy with the Broncos. As far as the offense goes, they were looking pretty good. It was a little rough like I thought it would be at the beginning of the game. And there were some misfires. It, it, Looked like Russell was having a hard time with his confidence going downfield. There was times where when he would go downfield, the receivers would have to stop and wait for it a little bit. He should have had some picks, but he lucked out and didn't. I think those are all the things that we thought would happen. He didn't take a snap in preseason. This was kind of like their preseason game, guys. I'm upset that they lost, but ultimately... They should be better moving forward. They have the Texans next. And if the Broncos lose to the Texans, I'll be pissed. But I I can't imagine that happening. Yes, Nathaniel Hackett made some mistakes. He did. But he admitted he made the mistake. That's a good thing. 
Does he understand exactly what the problem is and what his mistake was? It sure sounds like it. Are they going to work on fixing those problems? He fucking better. Don't do it again, Nathaniel Hackett, please. Love of God, don't. Now just go out there and win fucking football games. You got your jitters out. The first game that you've ever head coached, it's done with, okay? Russell Wilson, you got out there. You knocked off some rust. You're good now. Moving forward, the Denver Broncos should be much more efficient, and and that's it. Hackett fucked up. He admitted he fucked up. Let's move on. It's not the end of the fucking world that the Broncos lost to the Seahawks. It's annoying as fuck because Seahawks fans are annoying as fuck. (laughs) They are. So is Pete Carroll. They are. They're all annoying. But the Broncos will continue to improve, and I'm confident that the Denver Broncos will still have a winning season. If anything, this is going to be fuel for them to achieve success. You got to have some failure in order to achieve success. And this is a big failure by Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos. So expect them to learn from this. Learn from the messed up nature of (laughs) managing the clock in the fourth quarter. Nathaniel Hackett, I don't expect you to do that again. The Broncos will succeed. They'll learn from their mistakes and they will be successful this year. There, write it down, take it to the bank. There you go. Superbook. Superbook Colorado. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like I'm watching that and I'm like, what in the fuck are you doing? Here's the other thing that bugged the shit out of me. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett screwed up in the fourth quarter. What the fuck was that? I can't even really wrap my mind around it, but I'm going to set that aside. Here's the other problem the Broncos had. Lack of discipline. 12 penalties for 106 yards. That's embarrassing. That is a joke. They need to tighten up their shit. Okay? They do. It's an embarrassing loss for Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos. There's a lot more than that final play to have McManus kick the field goal to complain about. Penalties is a big issue. You cannot win football games when you're constantly walking backwards. You can't do that. The rust, the jitters, that should all be knocked off for a lot of these new guys whether it's Hackett or Russell Wilson and and wherever else, okay? Expect the Denver Broncos to grow from this. I expect them to grow from this. I expect more out of the Denver Broncos. And I expect them to go out there against the Texans and just beat the shit out of them. I do. That's what I expect. They're embarrassed at what they did in Seattle. So do you think they're going to do that shit at home at Mile High Stadium? No, they're not. They're embarrassed, and they're going to go out there and beat the snot out of the Houston Texans. I guarantee you that. They are going to wipe the floor with them. So, yes, I'm upset that the Broncos did that in Seattle, but I have faith in them that they will learn from their mistakes. They will build off of their failures in order to achieve success. Boom. Make that a T-shirt. You're welcome. (laughs) Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Also, if you can, please give it a nice review. Five stars, please. Five stars. Five stars. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports, Blake Street Tavern, Total Beverage, and of course, Feritas Fine Cannabis. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I love you guys. 
I love you so much. I don't know why I said that. I'm, I'm getting over being sick, or I'm still sick, so I'm kind of spacey. So hopefully this wasn't too crazy of an episode for you. I appreciate each and every one of you. <laughs> I better stop talking before I just sound so... I kind of sound like a robot right now. Thank you so much. Beep, boop, bop, boop, boop. Where's my wiener? It's rock hard. Sorry, sorry. My wife's going to be like, it was all fine until the end, and you got a robot boner. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.